So wait, you saw a ghost? Biggest fish I ever seen. Catfish hunter. Yeah, I fought the beast for an hour and I had him right up to the boat and then he smiled, bit my pole in half and I moved my hand at the last moment but he was the biggest fish that I ever saw. And he told me that you're listening to Spoiler Alert, Jeremy, a weekly you... talk radio show okay. for movie and television lovers. Are you with us? <laughs> Listeners, each week on this show, we talk about a whole lot of stuff. Okay, <laughs> we talk about this, we talk about that, and we meander all over the place. And as you probably know... We really just figure this show out as we go. Mm -hmm. So, uh, previous week's listeners will not be surprised to learn that this week we are talking about the powerhouse that is Whack Mathan. <laughs> That's right, you guys. No. <laughs> it's the Jack Lemmon Watch Your Mouth Out episode. Not what we should be calling it. <laughs> I did not uh, you guys, agree to this. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really hard to benefer their name. Like, it was really hard for me to do that emotionally and logistically. Like, it's but just Jack a hard... But Jack Mathan. <laughs> Okay, because Benifer is not both of their last names as well. I like Jack, I know, I I like Jack for Mathman. Jack, yeah, there's lots we can do. When she, anyway, that's, <laughs> Jack or Mathman. That's, mm. that's what I went with. Anyway, listeners, of course, I cannot do this alone. I'm joined by my very own Sionia. Jeremy, it's obviously Shania. Yeah, which you do naturally at the end of the show frequently. I know, but that's not melding it together. When you do your your Sean Connery impression. I had to literally not do that, and it was so hard to come up with another thing. But it was right there for I know, but I can't do it by accident and then do it on purpose. That would be crazy. That, you know, uh, that would be crazy. Yeah, of all crazy. things in this show. Uh, I wrote it, and then I looked at it, and I was like, no, I can't do that. And then I erased it and put the worst idea down ever. And I kind of love it. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's crazy. Anyway, as I said, this week <laughs> we dove into the world of Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. And today we're going to spoil everything. We're spoiling... There's there's only a few movies, so like we are going to annihilate the mm -hmm. whole the whole lot. There's nothing, nothing uh, left you, unturned, no stone. If you, if you want your lemons left turned, <laughs> this might be a show to pause on. If you want your later. jowls unshook, you better not listen. <laughs> <laughs> Hit pause on the radio right now so that you can listen to this this properly. Uh, anyway, you guys, let's dive into it. What is your relationship to the work of Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau? Sean, you want to go? I, I can start. Oh, I know these boys. These boys? <laughs> <laughs> we go back. I uh, Go way back. I watched so... I watched um, Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men actually most often. But I also am very familiar with Some Like It Hot... Jack Lemmon's early joint. My grandma loves them like it hot, um, mm -hmm. which I still sort of consider part of the universe, the Jack Lemmon verse. Um, but mm -hmm. also, we're sleeping on Walter Matthau in Dennis the Menace. He's a very perfect Mr. Wilson. Mm. Extreme, extreme grump. Couldn't have a yeah. more of a grump. But a little more um, PG grump in Dennis the Menace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
He's a little less, ranky panky in the re- in the some of these. Other less ones. interested in slightly younger women. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Wilson, you'll notice, is not a bombshell forty-five-year-old. <laughs> what are you guys trying to say? Well, we'll I'm just I think saying we'll get to it. it's we'll a little outrageous, but we got it. Yeah. Sanj. Well, this is nice. I like when we're kind of well-rounded because I'm totally the opposite. Um, mm. I, I didn't know these men too well before this week. Uh, I, did, I did, of course, know Walter Matthau for his iconic turn as Mr. Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. He truly is perfect in that role. A grumpy old man, indeed. Um, indeed. And I did know Jack Lemmon from Some Like It Hot, but... Prior to this week, I was like, I don't think I've watched a single one of these movies. Now, as it turns out, having watched The Odd Couple, I have for sure watched that for the show before. <laughs> because partway through, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, wait, I've seen this. Something's, um, something's ringing true. <laughs> like, I was like, I think we've probably talked about this on the show. But, um, yeah, it was a fun a fun little romp for me th- through Uncharted Territory. Oh, that's great. I, th- I think... Uh... Well, from a young age, I mean, obviously, grumpy old men uh, is is sort of their maybe their their key text, if you will. It's sort of a uh, an opus, if, a magnum opus. Yes, I, I don't know if I don't know if it's the best necessarily. More on that later, but um, I do think it is at the heart of this whole situation, which is weird because, really, I mean, it should be the odd couple uh, in the greater context. But in my life, uh, because that grumpy old man was like ninety three. Um, yeah. 93. So yeah. that, that sort of, yeah, just came at the right time. It's just so perfect I... for VOD. Like it is a blockbuster. Like, what are we going to yes. get that is going, that my parents will chuckle at and the kids will laugh as well because mm-hmm. a old man fell into water or whatever. And it's got, it's, True. it's grumpy old man. It's got mm-hmm. it. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned that Sean, because the reason that I watched all of these other movies is because somebody made an assemblage of them at the Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. They literally put mm. all the titles side by side on a shelf. And my brother and I were like, kind of confused about this. Like, so like, is this, is out to see like a, a you know, like a, a sequel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, like in our, in our young minds. It's a, anyway. It is a spiritual sequel. In my mind, well, it belongs. Well, yeah. There. I guess we also will get to that. (laughs) We will. We will get to that. Anyway, uh, question two on the list of questions. Uh, What do you guys think made them such an effective duo? What what is it that makes it work? Because I don't know if I can put it into words. I'm going to try later. But Mm. Sanj, why why don't you take a stab? I mean, there's something kind of hard to put your finger on in the sense that it's just like this kind of energy that they each have. Because it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like one of them is the like straight man, very pun intended. No pun intended. And, and one of them is the like Joker. Like they kind of there are moments obviously where one of them takes on that role more, but they kind of weave between them at times, depending on the situation and the movie and stuff. And so mm-hmm. there's just I think there's something about the interplay between their irritation with each other and their deep love for each other that shines through in each of these movies that like it makes it feel like they genuinely must have had a deep close friendship in real life or like 
You know, like it reminds you of specific relationships in your own life where you just have that like thing with another person. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, I guess. No, there mm-hmm. there is chemistry there. Those two Yeah. Those those two really feed off. And yeah, you're right. It's there because I was like, Jack Lemon is not the straight man, which is what I would normally think in this role. They're both wild. The people that they play, the straight men they play off of are all their like friends and family that (laughs) just have to witness them being completely (laughs) insane and all of them just let it roll. Uh, And I think, I, I think there is like sort of a, there is a goofiness to Walter Matthau that I think is not present in Jack Lemmon. And I think that that is what is at play for the most part. And I mean, obviously it's like brought out the biggest in the odd couple yeah, because that's just what they are. Like, right. Like Jack that's is, literally the characters. Jack is the Mary and Walter's the Rhoda. <laughs> or <laughs> is that what, what a think? timely like, example, Sean. <laughs> for, for, Full, full disclosure, Sean, I thought you were going to say Mary and Pippin, and I didn't think it quite fit. Oh. And I don't know what that reference is. Mary Tyler Moore, right? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Just per- like Perfect, a, perfect. Yeah, the one is just a little more wacky, wacky whack. They're, mm, you know, that, like a, a Lucille and a, a Esther. What's Eth- the friend's Eth- name? Ethel, I think. Ethel, yeah. Why are these? I'm not 80 years old. I'm sorry. I'm not sure where these references are coming from. <laughs> Your references from. beg to differ, but I love it. But that's also that's also our next show. Uh, <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, but like, yeah, but, we'll just keep it but rolling. like, because it's like, yeah, like they're both silly, just different kinds of silly. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Lemmon's silliness is pretty grounded. Like he is kind of a normal curmudgeonly man, and mm-hmm. whereas Walter is like on a different level of ridiculousness yeah mm-hmm. in, in a non but in a non-real person way but i feel like jack kind of has these like more spiky freakouts, like the characters he typically plays not the man i don't know anything about it i listened to a couple of interviews this week but that's literally all i know they actually smoked a whole lot which i didn't <laughs> i just didn't have in my yeah. brain but in the interviews i watched and listened to they're just like asking for cigarettes and smoking literally the entire time which I mean, it's a diff- that was different time. time. That was that was that was it, and maybe well, that leans into my next question. But um, I do think like there is sort of more of like a physical comedy in like quick spikes with Jack, and then Walter kind of like drags it out like the whole time. Mm. Like, did you guys? Uh, I don't know if you watched The Odd Couple too, Mm-mm. but there is a point where uh, uh, Jack's cal- character uh, gets hurt. I, I'm, tr- I'm trying not to call them by the character names, and it's actually hurting my brain right now. Anyway, but uh, he gets hurt, so he's wheeling him into a chair and getting him into a rental car. And Walter Matthau's almost like dancing in a in like a Frankenstein way as he moves him around the car mm-hmm. and like gets in. And it's almost like the whole thing of like, oh, okay, in the shot, you're gonna get in the car and drive away. And he's like, well, I gotta make it funny somehow. Like, I gotta do something to like. He's make like, it funny. I'm going off book. <laughs> and so he does this like, vaudeville vaudeville walk and i can see him just like can we take it again with you just getting in the car and he's like yep and then he just does it the exact same oh he does that like way. in out to sea like i'm sure the script says he <laughs> uses a cane and walks across this floor and then 
the film is 10 minutes of him leaning on <laughs> boot, boot, scooting around, <laughs> boot scooting around yeah just just let me let me do this and then i think you know to see that sort of action is sort of like really taken to its height when he has to dance and i don't know if he just can't dance like i wouldn't be surprised if they made this movie because he can't dance and then they just built it around that whole yeah that whole thing because the way he moves on that dance floor is insane. Well, like, it is. It, like plot-wise, why are we hiring men that are 80 years old <laughs> to play dance? To be, to be these dance crew? It's such that, a funny... That's who they want to dance with. It's such <laughs> like, a funny concept. Why don't we just thing. hire 35-year-olds and they'll be... They can go all night. <laughs> there are honestly so many pieces of the plot that you're like... There are 12 huh? reasons yeah. this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, you can't just grab a plane like from somewhere and pay a guy to... Anyway, no. uh, that's that's the whole thing. Uh, okay, you guys. Next question. This is something that I've kind of realized that I don't quite understand. But throughout these men's careers, they have seemed old to me. Mm-hmm. Even when they were young. Now, it might just be the cigarettes, because that's a thing I've mm-hmm. learned this week. Don't smoke, but, kids. Uh, what, Not what even a rough puff, it still counts. Okay? <laughs> Maybe it'd be different if they were vaping. Who knows? Um, what about their work lends so well to being old men? Like, I feel like they just, like, embody that exper- experience in such a funny way. Um, but what is it? Do you know? God, people just love to see old people being bad. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Actually. Misbehaving, That's you part know. Of it. And I love it too because, like, what other film series is has two octogenarians in the lead and mm. like carrying the series? And like now, sort of Grayson, Frankie, and like eighty for Brady and Book Club, like Jane Fonda is leading this sort of renaissance of octo comedies. But it, for a while, it was like those were those are the boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that movie with? Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there were <laughs> there are a couple I can think of, but like it doesn't distract from your point. Um, mm-hmm. But I think some of it is the way that these movies play on how a person's rigidness can set them up for comeuppance and therefore hilarity. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're both really good in different ways at kind of playing out that like being stuck in your ways and therefore yeah. all of these funny things happen. Um, mm-hmm. That is, I think, quite true to older people in a lot of ways. Obviously, that's like a stereotype and it's not, you know, it's it's like heightened in these movies. But there's just something about like a... Uh, but not to be cliche, a grumpy old man who said in his ways. <laughs> These old dogs learn new tricks, though. Every, every well, time. yeah, and then they get shaken up. Like we, you know, it's kind of like that character arc of like a character is forced to learn something and change. But in it's, these uh, characters, mm-hmm. where they're really opposed to that, and that's uh, satisfying. I was, I was, I was thinking about relatability with this point because mm. I think we all have interacted i no i think every person in the world has at least at some point interacted with a grumpy white man and like <laughs> yeah. that has not been a positive experience like i i i think that that's very likely it's not true but um 
it is just this thing of like I think making a caricature of that and like exploring that experience is kind of an interesting idea especially like in film you know we get like there's an old angry white man and we know what he's about and the only real sort of explorations of that that I could think of other than like well it's like stuff Robert De Niro is doing now uh right like the what intern was the, what Gran, was the Clint, Gran Torino that's the one. Thank I you. knew. I yes, just knew and, you were thinking. And this, but like, but that, that's like kind of it. Grant Torino and Grumpy Old Men in yeah. the same sort of <laughs> vibe is really funny. <laughs> yeah, but, well, um, I guess and Mr. Wilson as well. Yes. Um. Oh, damn. What was I going to say? You were, I had something and I lost it. Mm. About, was it about uh, Grant Torino? No, it was not. No, uh, I I also do think it's funny that both uh, Grumpy Old Men films are listed as um, romantic comedies. Well, well, they because te- they technically, are. Tech, they are like it is. It is. It is not. It is not not that. I was, but it is just like a. Huh. I, I was, was quite say, struck by was, yeah how many of these are romantic in nature. Mm-hmm. The thing I forgot was the fine line you have to walk. When you're showing a grumpy old man, but you're not turning him into an asshole, mm. which is, do you know what I mean? Like, like the way for him to be a grumpy old man, but not like literally just like crushing a kitten in a bag or like things that old men just do or like say do, something being really disgusting. Racist. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a Grand real fine line. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true. And they mm-hmm. walk the line. Like, the, I think they're really... Yes. Oh, they're Johnny deft. Cash, baby. They are walking <laughs> <Yeah>. the line. <laughs> like, I feel like Walter Matthau especially. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think, like, it does w- and I th- vary between the films. I think like, if we looked at see... the cutting room floor, we mm. would have a bit of a oh, different God. story. <laughs> some, of the, yeah. some of the improv, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Even these bloopers. Yeah. But I... But I do think Grumpy Old Men is sort of like the the one side of that spectrum. And then maybe the odd couple out to sea are like a little bit different. I I agree that Walter Matthau is just like a grumpy old man. Mm -hmm. Like that is def like that is his wheelhouse. That's where he wants to be. When he was 21 years old. But he's also often. He was already there. He's also often a bit more like kind of selfish and callous. Yes. At least superficially. Whereas Jack Lemon has this kind of like gentlemanly, like sensitive thing that he brings. So even when he's a grumpy old mm-hmm. man, he still is like, I don't know. I just find something cute about it. That's true. Yeah. I was surprised this go around for grumpy old men because of Jack Lemon's character was a lot worse than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I kind of remember I... a lot of the pranks and being a little one-sided, but I was like, you know what? He is just as bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and also, I don't know if it's the 2023 in me, but like, like pushing someone's ice shack, that like, that's attempted murder. Yeah. Like oh, that he, is literally like, that is he not. Could, yeah, Jack Lemon could have died in an instant. <laughs> like, like, the way he his, died his, jumping out of that, his vehicle, fragile like, bones and paper skin like <laughs> if that shanty slid over he would have just been gone Done. yeah uh 
Yeah, and then they kind of just talk about it, and it's okay. Anyway, oh my goodness. And they've known oh. each other since they were literally children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're the oldest friends in the world. That's true. Uh, all right, you guys, moving on. Uh, w- are there any problematic elements to these to these little tales? They are fun. There, there's some stuff that maybe needs to be looked at with a more modern lens. But are there are there little issues that you guys see here? Well, as I was texting you guys as I was watching it, I was like, it is Schrodinger's like film in some way. It's like, how is it both so queer and so homophobic at the same time? In yeah. like the same breath, I'm like, I'm like, this is so gay. And then I'm like, ooh, they are freaking out over like, I don't, there's like, whatever. Someone lighting a candle mm-hmm. and then being like, oh, what are you? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, Jack is just like so campy as a person um, mm-hmm. that it really brings that sensibilities. And honestly, like bad taste, bad taste and camp and queerness all sort of meet together. And so it is like a bit of a. Some of the jokes are very just like, oh, John Watersy, like this is so yeah. terrible that I, yes. that I am laughing. That's true. Mm-hmm. I would be really interested to read Neil Simon's play, The Odd Couple, to see what kind of queer subtext is in there. Because to mm-hmm. me, it feels like The Odd Couple itself is really kind of playing with like um, masculinity and heteronormativity. You know, like these two divorced dudes end up living together, and one of them, Jack Lemon's character, is like kind of fulfilling this housewife role. Um, And so then I think it's that, like, that is clear in the movie. So then probably at the time they had to kind of, or had to, quote unquote, they felt the need to, like, respond to that and sort of, like, um, Mm -hmm. I guess that's where some of the homophobia comes from. I think the gay panic is, like, well, people are going to think, like, think that this is gay. So we have Mm -hmm. to then make it clear kind of where we stand on that um and like it's in the name odd and queer are like the same word <laughs> exactly i know i know and like, like i just cup, yeah. you're a couple yeah yeah um well, and, and i also kind of want to watch the tv show to see if it shows up there too but uh which one there's two songs there's two. Oh, i didn't know there was two <gasps> yeah there was one a reboot with matthew perry and Somebody else who we all know very well, it's, and like it just continues. I didn't really watch it because it's like a Chuck. What's the what's that guy's Lori. name? Man, Chuck. Oh. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, it was one of those. Uh, I don't think it did very well. I it might still be running. I actually have no idea. That would be. Oh, but, Thomas um, Lennon. It was Thomas Lennon. Yes. Yeah, and you can tell you can tell who's who, right? Like yeah. right off the bat, like heir to the Lennon no... fortune. <laughs> that's him that's that's him jack lemon uh, thomas lennon i get it i'm just getting it but also <laughs> but also um walter Matthau perry whoa <laughs> whoa it's all coming together wait because because um, jack lemon is felix right yes yeah so that it is that oh weird yes 100 percent. yeah no it like it's already lined up uh anyway and i think as part of it like there is always the like womanizing element and the thing for me is like it's it's out to see maybe does a better job than the rest of it in terms of like depicting women as human beings Mm. a little bit 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like for the most part, they are just like objects of affection or like worse, like annoying people that they don't want to interact with yeah. in the case of the odd couple. Well, the odd couple too, especially. But um, it is just kind of an interesting thing where like I think that tension is there and I think that they can play with it. Like I think that's fine. And I think that there could be funny things that kind of come of it. But there was a time where, like, just the core of it was, oh, hey, we're not gay, is the joke. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, that's, like, the, like, that's the whole thing. So, it, it is interesting, and I would like to see, like, a more modern version of The Odd Couple, even if it was just, like, Felix is gay, and that's it. Yeah. Like, that's all we need to, like, like, get through that, and then it's fine. Just because, I don't know, no one would, like, think it's weird. Well, like, and that's, that's a, a plethora of hijinks ensuing too mm-hmm. just like what i get up to in my in the apartment what you get up to in the apartment it's yeah. outrageous and and like it is well known in my household that like my brother is felix and i am oscar mm. like it like that like dynamic is still there so to layer it with the whole like you know but we're manly men finding women that's what this you know like it does just seem like a bit extra and that's why i appreciate in the odd couple too they kind of just leave it behind a bit more. There's a lot more going on because they're out on the road and there's hijinks and all that sort of stuff. And of course they do like someone meets a lady and then stuff happens. But uh, it's, it's good that it's not just like just about it. And then in out to see it's still there, but it's supposed to be about money, but it's not about money, you know? So it's just a way to kind of like mask it. Mm. I feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like I noticed the like womanizing the most and out to sea yes but maybe but it's because it's, it's the first it's one i watched but oh, as maybe. jeremy say like every there is a lot of women in this in that film and they're yeah all, and yes and they're kind of like responding to Dif- it in a way too yes they're and they're all older women and they're all a different type of older lady yeah true which I, mm-hmm. that's true of old lady they are uh, like the estelle we got it because we oh. got wacky we got a wacky estelle we got obviously we got iconic um what's her face's mom Elaine Stritch. <laughs> Elaine Stritch. <laughs> oh, we got some goodies in that one. Yeah. Uh okay. Well we're running out of time. So I want to ask this one last question before the break and then after we we will get into it. But this is of course, do you think do you think these films are a cinematic universe? And that actually they might be using different names, but these might be the same men at different points in their lives. And it's actually all just one big, one big story. Multiverse, maybe. Maybe. This is, it's absolutely, if it's not in the same universe, it's, it's a multiverse. I like the idea that, that Charlie and Herb from Out to Sea are Felix and what's his name? Um, Oscar. Oscar. Uh, But like different, they have kind of different lives, but they still found each other. I think that's mm-hmm. really sweet to think about. It's very everything all at yeah. once. Yeah. Yeah. And not not to mention that like, I would womanize with you like... every I would womanize <laughs> I would with you every in every lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out to sea is just like a little jumble of the odd couple and like they just did it again on a boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know. And I love quite, a but... boat for a set piece, honestly. Honestly, you yeah. A, you love a boat for a set it's piece. Great. Yeah. It's great. It contains the whole thing. With that, you guys, it's time to take a break. You are listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We are tuned into the community, and we'll be right back. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. You're uh, listening to a show about people talking about... Uh, oh, I, I, I lost my thing. Whack Mathan. You? Uh, <laughs> no! I don't, what, what a jump scare. Don't say it. I'm <laughs> Uh Of course, we are doing a show on Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. And that is the, the way that I have chosen to make that a little bit shorter. And I enjoy it's it. Not oh, so shorter. Much. <laughs> it might it's be totally technically shorter, shorter. It's just more disgusting. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, we are going to keep talking about this, but before we continue, does anyone know what time it is? Um, mm, it's a little later tonight than we normally do. It's yeah. game time, people. <gasps> Whoa! Wah, 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 wah. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend actually kind of a bit of time this week trying to figure out a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, we all have a great time. You guys ready to play the game? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. This this week's title is The Grass Harp. That mm-hmm. title again, The Grass Harp. The Grass Harp. The Grass What's Harp. What's that about? What's the grass harp about, you guys? It's not very functional material for a harp. It's it's not. Mm-hmm. I feel it doesn't have the tension, but... Ooh. Sean, you got an idea? Okay. I believe that the grass harp um, is like a 60s film that takes place at a, a fun little tiki bar. And um, Jack Lemmon plays a businessman that frequents the bar. And Jack Lemmon plays the sort of down-on-his-luck bartender... That's, you know, always like blah, blah, blah behind the bar. And <laughs> mm. they, they, they chat, they have great connections, but then they're like, man, your life would be so freewheeling and fancy free if I just worked at this bar. And he's like, I would like to be a businessman. I would like to make some money and have a great apartment or whatever. And then they're like, ooh, mm. we should switch places. And because mm-hmm. it's in the 60s, it's so easy to do things like that. Yep. And so then they're like, they gave it a week, they switch, and they initially are f- really feeling their new lives, and then obviously things turn into a kerfuffle. Maybe one wants to go back and the other one doesn't or something. There's going to be some drama for sure. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Do, do, do they tie their shoelaces together at any point? Um. Yes. Off screen, <laughs> they do that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Is that a uh, part so- of um, switching places? It's <laughs> <Yeah, that's> important. <laughs> Sanj? Okay, I think that, I also think this is part of the, um, what did I call it before? Jamathan? Ja- <laughs> I forget. Jack Jackmuffin? I'm I'm going to walk out. <laughs> Multiverse. Okay, I'll stop. Let's I'm scared. I'm scared he means it and we need him. So um <laughs> where uh uptight uh businessman Walter Matthau and down on his luck jazz musician Jack Lemon uh find out out of the blue uh, that their estranged father, who they have in common, and were Wait, brothers, oh, brothers separated in childhood because they have two different moms, um, mm-hmm. has recently died and left them both his his restaurant, uh, the Grass Harp, 
And mm-hmm. so it's about them trying to uh, figure out what to do with this business. Walter Matthau's character wants to sell it. Jack Lemmon's character wants to save it and, and keep running it as a restaurant. Um, and, you know, hijinks ensue. And at the end of the day, they really love each other, but they're reticent to say it. Mm-hmm. What, what happened uh, at the end, Sonia? Do they agree that the best option is for them to burn it down in an insurance scam? <laughs> no. <laughs> Casual no, fraud. That, that's one of Walter Matthau's early ideas, I think. Ah, uh, he just shows up with that gas can. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they end up running it together, and it works really well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, Sanj, I'm not going to lie for a minute. I thought you were going to give me the plot of Twins. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, was, I was expecting it. I do love that uh, movie. Uh, no no points today. Both wrong in all ways, shapes. No, and Jeremy. Uh, you guys, the grass harp from the poster appears to be a hmm. Walter Matthau, Jack Lemmon film. Mm-hmm. What do you mean then, it appears to be? <laughs> and then you get yourself to the Wikipedia page to read about the grass harp. And first and foremost, it's a 1995 American comedy drama based off a novella by Truman Capote. What? Gay. Yes. So anyway, it's kind of like a, a, like a, a, it's a very large cast. Lots of people. We got uh, Sissy Spacek. We got Piper Laurie. We got Edward (laughs) Furlong. We got Walter Matthau. We got Jack Lemmon. We got Roddy McDowell. We got Mary Steenburgen. We got Sean Patrick. <laughs> this is an Asian cast. What yeah. Is it? <laughs> what year is These are old people. 95. And you guys, I'm halfway done this list. Like, it just keeps going. Anyway, that's fine. It sounds like it's about uh, this. So Edward Furlong kind of comes to this town because he's sent to live with his uh, mother's cousins or something. And then Sissy Spacek is in charge of him and she's very overbearing. And it's sort of like this big issue and eventually they go out to a treehouse and something happens and it changes the town forever uh but it sounds like there's just a ton of characters like uh, like all with little parts throughout uh it actually seems kind of interesting uh it did it did not do well yeah it seems like a like an old person like valentine's day or Mm -hmm. whatever that those series of films where it's just like (laughs) yes a bunch of uh, crappy cameos. The Gary Marshall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Walter Matthau plays a judge who is retiring and has like a full-on white hair, white mustache situation. It takes place in Alabama. Not my and Walter. Then, my Walter has Walter. jet black hair. Yeah. Yes, he does. And Jack Lemon plays uh, a, a doctor who's actually a confidence man who's trying to con a bunch of people out of some money. And he's Ooh. got a little tight little mustache on him. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, it looks kind of interesting. I don't know if I want to watch it. Sounds like but, whoever wrote uh, that smoked a bit of the grass harp, grass if you know harp, what I mean. <laughs> Maybe they did. Maybe they did. For all I know, he could make a grass harp and it could change everyone into birds. I don't know how the movie ends. So maybe <laughs> that's a that's, good guess. Maybe, the, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's not what it is. Huh. Uh, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Uh, thank you, week, I the, think. The game, the game is brought to you by the CJTR Membership Drive, which is on <gasps> now until Monday, until Monday, April 24th. Buy a new membership or renew your current membership today and become part of the CJTR family. As a member of CJTR, you'll receive benefits like pro- programmer bidding rights, 
the ability to join our board and exclusive giveaways and more. I exerted an extra and into that one. Nice. Memberships start at only $30 a year with a special two, three, and five year discounted rates. In addition to our regular membership perks, if you renew or purchase your membership before the end of Monday, April 24th, which is the end of the drive, you get an exclusive, all caps, italics, <gasps> CJTR, Community Radio Lover, pinback button. Okay. I cannot stress how sexy this button is. It's sexy. Okay? Oh, it is like, pff, please. It's sleek. It's stylish. Puh. Please. It's got a front I've, and a back, you're telling me? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen renderings. I've seen renderings of this thing. You guys? No, you haven't seen it. I don't know if you can handle life. it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe don't get a membership because you can't handle the, <laughs> how good this button's going to look. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, don't do it. Hit him with that don't reverse psychology, it. Jared. Get him. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Get him, you go get him with get that. Uh, go to cjtr.ca to purchase your membership online today or call cjtr at 306. 525-7274 to learn more. Uh, you guys, uh, I think that mm-hmm. if I wasn't allowed to broadcast my crazy thoughts out on the radio, I would probably go crazy. Um, and honestly, CJTR is the only thing making me seem not like a crazy man in a basement full of toys. <laughs> which you are. Again, we are, which we I are am, right? seeing your background right now. Yes, so maybe if you need to legitimize yourself, CJJR might be a great way to do that. Yeah. And meet, meet a really great community of people who are really just excited about getting uh, the unheard voices heard and who are interested in having all sorts of crazy, cool, awesome uh, radio shows that you could be a part of or help out in some other cool way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is the last time you're going to hear about this from us. So if you're someone like Whoa. me who forgets... Don't forget, this is your last reminder. Get a membership. This is, this is it, you guys. <laughs> did you say membership? Yeah, I Literally did. I think yeah. I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, you, and then you can carve the word membership <laughs> into the back of your pin back button. Then you do can go on the radio and make up words. Jeremy, how you can't can etch that it. in something so small. It's like those, <laughs> those people that write on grains of rice. That's yeah. the well, talent. If you buy your membership now, you'll receive the CJTR. <laughs> grain of rice. Tiny, <laughs> tiny rice grain <laughs> engraver. <laughs> this is what they wanted, right? This is exactly the ad read they actually, wanted. This, this is actually word for word on the script they <laughs> yeah. sent us to read. <laughs> so, we should have gone over that script first. <laughs> you guys, just we give it a once over. About Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau movies. Mm-hmm. It's time for that all-important question. Guys, what did you watch this week? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I watched... This week I watched Grumpy, Grumpier, and Out to Sea. Mm. I watched nice. a lot. A lot of these men this week. I, uh, I think... No, you go, Sean. Hmm. Sorry, I thought you were... Well, no, no. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. No, you don't. You go. You go. I... Okay. <laughs> I just want to point out a person that is being left out of this conversation and is, I think, one of the best characters in the entire series franchise universes, which is Jack Lemmon's dad, mm. played by Burgess Meredith. Yeah. He is mm-hmm. not only 20 years older than these old men, <laughs> he is so funny he and is. he controls the bloopers. Uh, yeah, is, I was gonna say this is an era of this is an era of film where they had bloopers and honestly bring them back mm-hmm. because I love bloopers. 
And there, in each film, there's just a series of him, because he's only in like two scenes per film, probably. Mm-hmm. And he just does a million takes and different one-liners every single time. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who's writing them. I just kind of assume that he's writing them. It seems that way. He's so funny. Yeah. And he played, he for people that don't know him, he played the Penguin in the 60s Batman. Um, he is like a Rocky coach. He's Rocky's coach. He's kind of iconic. And he has the best voice in the world. Uh, mm. His speech about bacon. I was going to say the speech about bacon. That's a monologue <laughs> that I will do in auditions. A uh, pound I, of bacon. I was considering doing it for my cold little open deal. Because, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's just so fun. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He does an incredible job. And, spoiler alert, his death is literally heartbreaking. And it's, it's rough. It's tough. It and, is. actually, it is kind of his... His appearance in Grumpy Old Men was kind of a hard because he was suffering from dementia at the time. Yeah. And so they had to run a few. They had to run it back a few times. But honestly, you can't tell because he carried and he has a whole arc of like sleeping with Sophia Loren's mom. And mm-hmm. then obviously the extremely sad dying by the, the lake and his speech about God forgetting about him. He's mm-hmm. like, I just keep waking up and keep on going. He's the the best actor in the world. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, literally everyone else. Sorry, Meryl. Sean has, Sean but I love him. He's, he's so good. Well, now I'm, it's true. I'm kind of glad now that I didn't watch Grumpy Old Men because I don't know that I could handle that. It's it's uh, kind of... It's it, sounds a hard, it sounds like a lot. It's a, it's a bummer, but it is very charming. Mm. But it, also, sort of it's like, like, this man is like... Yeah. This man is really he's old. He's gotta be old. <laughs> by definition. <laughs> Um, I wanted to kind of try and watch at least one from each of the, like, main franchises. And then Mm -hmm. I was told by Sean that uh, Out to Sea was not one to be missed. So I watched The Odd Couple, Grumpy Old Men, and Out to Sea. Mm. I was going to say one from each era, but (laughs) Grumpy Old Men and Out to Sea came out, like, four years apart, I think. (laughs) It's the new phase. Yeah. You watch from phase two. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what did you What did you think of your triumvirate, uh, Sanj? I enjoyed them. Like the Odd Couple, I was a bit like, "What What is the point of this movie? <laughs> like, what is this yeah, movie no actually about?" It spends a nope. lot of time on the really dark, uh, spoiler alert, and also trigger warning suicide stuff at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. because Felix is because Felix has just been broken up with by his wife and is basically like, I'm going to go kill myself and then goes off into the night and then all his friends are worried about him. But also in this kind of played for laughs way that I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> this is pretty serious material. <laughs> yeah. And like just sort of the some of the messages about like, oh, he's just doing it for attention. I was like, this isn't a narrative about suicide <laughs> that we need to keep holding on to. But uh, it was the 60s, so, you know. Um, but yeah, like, they are just so dang charming. And mm-hmm. out to sea, I mean, like oh, Sean said, the the cast of talented older actresses alone and, and yeah. the hijinks that they let them get up to, I was so here for. Um, yeah, like, you know, it was nice to have a week of just, like, silly bits 
Just two old men doing some silly bits. They love their silly bits. Oh my god, sure. so many silly bits. So many. Walter Matthau <laughs> ravaging Rue McClanahan. Like, come on. <laughs> I, is, feel, it's I feel ravaged. Thank you. <laughs> she was so good. So good. Oh, man. No, Out to Sea is crazy. Also, I have to give it to... Oh, why can't I remember his name? Brent I like, Spiner? Is that... Yeah, that's Dana. Yeah. Plays, we both, who, we've all just been referring to him as Dana. But he... Because it's is, so outrageous. I've never... I was like, this man is a comedic genius. Yeah. And, he and should he, be in more he stuff. He does such... Yeah, when he does, like, such a fabulous job as, like, this, like, army da- dance host, which does not make sense <laughs> at all. Army dandy. Like, he's yeah, just and, crazy. Like army fop. Yeah. And he's just like and they're like he's he's like, I can tell you two old geezers are gonna be trouble. And they're like they're like, now wait a minute, and they're offended. It's like you are trouble. Yeah, you like literally in trouble. Are... You did not do your job. But also you the are way not he's right like, for this role. The way he's like, the way I'll get my promotion is by showing I can keep you two you two losers in line. I'm like I don't think that's mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else cares that much. But but it's almost like he was given a script and then he read that script and he was like, Oh, this is a brilliant idea and then he went to his trailer or cabin if they were out on an actual boat. Uh, and <laughs> and just sat down and was like, Okay, how can I make literally the most out of every single yeah. part of this? Yeah, yeah he to try did and uh, his, to try and get through. And I'll say it I found myself attracted to Gil. <laughs> I did. Well, he's, yeah, a, he's a handsome man. He's a very handsome man. Yeah, and he like when he's like entertaining, like he is very charming. You know, like he's a jerk, right? Because he'll just go backstage and be that jerk. But him introducing himself, doing his own <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah, that's the most amazing. It is so good. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I watched a few things this week. Uh, and also last week, because I was watching stuff last week too, uh, I watched The Odd Couple too, which I'll mention, but I did want to go back. Mm. And you guys, there is a missing piece to this puzzle, what? and that is Billy Wilder. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So I watched The Fortune Cookie, mm. which uh, I won't, I'm not going to spoil it because I really think everyone should, should check it out. Really? Um, but the premise is, it's pretty good. So it's uh, it's from 1966. It's in black and white. Either they were too broke or they just wanted to have that look. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Jack Lemmon plays a CBS cameraman who gets tackled accidentally by a Cleveland Browns football player at the stadium. Okay. And his his his, his brother-in-law, who's actually his text his ex-brother-in-law technically, who is uh, played by Walter Matthau is named Whip Whiplash Willie, and he is a lawyer. Who is I got trying that to... once. I got to go to for that. He is, he is a lawyer who is trying to get a settlement out of this whole thing, and so they do like absolutely crazy stuff. They start like uh, they give um, Novocaine to Jack Lemon in his elbow and hands to make it seem like it's numb and that's his injury, and like it's crazy. Like it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's pretty racist and pretty sexist. Mm. I wondered <laughs> and, why the by the fortune cookie. Yeah, when it was all. called the fortune cookie and was in the sixties, I was like, 
Is this star? Mm-hmm. What's his name? What's you know. Jack Jack Lemon? No. Jack Lemon is Mickey the Rooney. <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Thank right? you, Sean. Yeah. Or knowing what I was talking uh, about. But it is very much that vibe, and it is it is very charming. Uh, and mm. the poster says on it, uh, <laughs> it says how Harry Hinkle became a fortune cookie, or some people will do anything for two hundred forty nine thousand dollars and ninety two cents. That's okay, good. so neither of those <laughs> make any line. sense. But I like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was very fun, and uh, it should be checked out. It's it's a little dark. Mm. It's okay. like it's a little. It's a little. There's some stuff that's kind of weird. Uh, There's always if you watch fraud the trailer. at the at the base of basis of everything is fraud of yeah. these films. <laughs> yeah, um, true. But as as sort of like a core, like I can see where things sort of like grow from here. Because uh, I think that was their first film. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Oh, and 16, then they were like, "This 66. is and then this two is years good. later, yeah, they they had done some other stuff, I think. But uh, they're also Jack Lemmon was on Broadway a lot, I think. Yeah. As well, so um, there was some some other things, but uh, yes, this is a black comedy, <laughs> is what it's called, mm-hmm. and like there's some of the parts which are like, but. Dork. There are funny no. parts. So, this is this is one of those things that should come with a dis- disclaimer beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Like a Disney movie. Uh, yes, very much. Uh, still enjoyable, still very no- noteworthy. Everyone should check it out. Uh, I did also watch The Odd Couple 2. Did you guys see this? Did you get eyes on this? Mm-mm. No. Um, so, the premise is that... Um, uh, Felix and Oscar are actually. I'm looking at the poster right now. It's not even their names. It's actually just Felix and Oscar mm. on the poster, uh, which is funny. But um, they uh, find out that their kids are getting married, and uh-huh. so they have to Same go plot to the as wedding. Grumpy old man got us in. Yes, yes. So they have to travel to the wedding, and they both arrive in California, and then have to get from California to one of those Santa towns, and they can never remember what it is, and that's part of why it's funny. Uh, they get arrested a whole bunch of times by the same cops again and again, so they go back to the same police station <laughs> a whole bunch of times. Uh, there is still more of the, the gay panic just inserted in there. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily worth it, but, you know, uh, it's still very fun. Felix has a suitcase, which is, like, covered in this, like, plastic cellophane thing, which is very charming. Uh, there's a whole bunch, again, just of different bits, but you get to meet their wives. Oh. oh yes yes anyway um uh it's pretty fun it's pretty crazy uh you should check it out and uh yeah i'm not gonna say anything else uh-huh. you should watch he's it. leaving it mysterious okay yeah, mister. You, should watch it. you should watch it um you should give it a watch can i just add one thing about the odd couple that i forgot to mention yeah uh really great cameo from monica evans and carol shelley whose names may not be known to people, but their voices probably would be if you were a Disney kid. Because they, oh, play, they play the two very silly gooses, geese even, in the Aristocats. You know, like the geese oh. that like come and save them and swim with them, and they're really funny, and they have very distinct giggles. But Carol I'm Shelley getting nothing also... from my co-hosts. So I didn't know that. That's crazy. I As soon as I heard their voices, I was like, it has to be, but it's so weird because they're not actually sisters, but they play sisters, and like they they basically play the same characters in the Odd Couple and 
Aristocats, except that they're geese in the Aristocats. It's very funny. <laughs> Holy cow. The geese. Well, that's fine. It shook me. That's it shook, it shook me to my core. But yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's wild. Yeah. Um, I'm shook. I, right? That's crazy. Like, like I just about... go to YouTube after this and just watch the scene from the Odd Couple yeah. and then watch the scene from the Aristocats and you'll be shook even more. Go ahead. Can we talk about how the plot of both Grumpy, Grumpier, and Out to Sea is them hooking up with the most impossibly beautiful yeah. middle-aged woman that you've ever seen. Yeah. Sean, Literally. That, that, that is also, that is also, that, that's, that's everything. That's all like, of them again and again. Sorry, you're telling me Anne Margaret, Sophia yeah. Loren. Yes. And like, what's her name? Diane. Diane like Cannon. These, like mm-hmm. these women are just floating around in the small, small Minnesota town that you live in. Like this is ludicrous. Luda. Luda. <laughs> well, and it's just, to me, like watching Out to Sea, I was like, this is the epitome of the 90s trope of like average man gets to have the most spectacularly gorgeous woman as his love interest. That woman is the most gorgeous woman. <laughs> and she is, because I was like, she's like 35, but she actually was like 60. Yeah. like they She just looked incredible. Mm-hmm. Like her and Elaine's church are like peers. They're like five years apart. Well, yeah. Like he walked in and was hitting on Diane Cannon and then Elaine's church plays her mother. And I was like, Walter, like you are more the same age as Elaine Stritch than her. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And Elaine gets uh, that moment where she gets her legs out on the dance floor. And, oh, God. <laughs> oh, she was the highlight for me, I honestly. Uh, I was, as a child, confused by that relationship, and I thought it was weird. Yeah. So it was very strange, and it didn't make any sense. I'm like, why it is she calling her mother? <laughs> I don't know. It's wild. Uh, the best part about OTC, though, is that they're do- trying to do the same thing. That like they're also just trying to score some yeah. rich dude, yeah, and his James Bond persona. Two like, go- two gold diggers coming up empty. It's beautiful, stretch, yeah. iconically says. Yeah, three gold diggers, three. Yeah, yeah. technically. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have a quick what you watching before we end the show? Right, right through. Um. Well, I I did manage to, unlike most of the world. Get some eyes on the Love is Blind live reunion last night that Netflix fumbled so spectacularly. Everyone, everyone was pissed. My. This could take them honestly fully down as a company, but this season okay. of Love is Blind was wild. Um, we, I'll talk about it more later. How did you do yeah. that? How did no I, one else I, I watched it on someone's TikTok live. Oh. That's what people had to resort to. Like who, whoever was getting in. Yeah, just like the... Live. Yeah. Oh, that's wild, Sonia. It was. It was a very 2023 moment. When, uh, when, when live streams are outlawed, only outlaws will have live streams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's well me, put, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sean, you got a quick what you watching? Um, I want. I went through all of Dairy Girls on Netflix. <gasps> it's yes. It's so funny. I don't know why I thought it was going to be some depressing like. <laughs> Angela's Ashes sort of Irish story. They always are. But it's definitely, it's like not. It's just Ireland in the 90s. There is darkness, of course, because yeah. IRA is partying. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's so funny. And it's all of the, the actresses are hilarious. 
And there's like the one that plays like the sort of bad girl with the tan is Michelle. Like, so funny. Anyway, I love it. Loved it. I can't wait Amazing. to talk about this. Uh, uh, you guys, that's all the time we have. We're going to have to talk about it next time. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to the Gears for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My co hosts, Sean and Sanj, everyone at CJTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at Spoiler Alert YQR and Instagram at Spoiler Alert CJTR. My Electric is coming up next. Y'all have a great week. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.